Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Ranking Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be joined uh, on this Monday of free agent non-tampering frenzy by at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello. We're not saying that we're doing a podcast, but we definitely are wink winking that we're doing a podcast right now. That's basically the equivalent of legal tampering, right? Yeah. So essentially none of these deals that we're about to talk about are etched in stone. Is that the best way to put it? Sure. They're talking, but not dating, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, it's been a bunch of swiping. You know, you swiped on Bumble. You're there. She's there or he's there. You guys are waiting to talk about going to California Pizza Kitchen. They don't have that up there. No, and, we get uh, the frozen kind, though. The frozen Yeah, kind. <laughs> that's not the same. You know, I got to be honest. Barbecue chicken pizza, which is their like signature pizza, not a fan. I, no, I but their white pizza is very good. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. I'm glad we're giving CPK free advertising. You know, I guess it's better than Blue Chew. Uh, so here we go. Uh, a lot of stuff happened today. Marcus and I talked on the phone earlier. Just uh, Marcus was downloading me on his thoughts on a lot of this stuff. And so we're going to kind of go rapid fire over what are potential deals that we could see signed, what, after midnight tonight? Uh, Wednesday at noon or something dumb like that. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. It's not like they're not going to be doing anything tomorrow. No. Uh, but I guess, yes, technically they can't sign their deal until Wednesday. Wednesday. That's right, because yeah. tomorrow's Tuesday. See, I'm all screwed up because we haven't been doing our Monday night. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking today is Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Right. Uh, that said, that said, yes. So Wednesday, it's 12 Eastern Pacific. I mean, 12 p.m. Eastern, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's dumb. This whole thing is dumb, by the way. That's yeah. I know. I hate it. That's, I hate that, it. that's what it's we're basically so saying. It's dumb. Wait a minute. Is it 12 a.m. or is it 12 p.m.? I think it's 12 p.m. I think it's noon yeah. Eastern time. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. So, yeah, I'm on the West Coast right now. Marcus is on the East Coast. So I was trying to do the math. And as you guys can tell, my brain is a little – I'm a little punchy right now. Uh, but – the bottom line is, regardless of when the time is and the fact that I got my days screwed up, all of this is a lot of dating, a lot of talk, and a lot of heavy breathing. That sounded creepy. But we don't, we can't actually say definitively that the following deals will be done. And we should also say that there have been times over the last few years where player and team has backed out at the last second. We've even had a weird situation like 10 years ago when, 12 years ago, when a pass rusher didn't fax their deal in in time or the yes. team didn't fax the paperwork in in time. It's just craziness. So with that being said, headliner move, I would say in my mind uh, where we should start off is something that came out uh, what, over 24 hours ago that Jalen Ramsey traded to the Miami Dolphins, major star player. Mm-hmm. It's not often that players of this caliber I think still in their prime, arguably, uh, switch teams like this. Not only switches teams, switches conferences, and goes from a team that I don't want to say is mailing it in, but may kind of retool yep. over the next year and a half 
to a team that Marcus is ready to win right now? Miami Dolphins might just be the favorites to win the AFC East. Oh, look out. Look Uh, out. I I mean, this Jalen Ramsey move is exactly what they needed because if you know anything about Vic Fangio and his defense – He puts a lot of trust in his corners, right? Because they're going to blitz like crazy. They're going to give you some weird fronts up there. So you need to have corners that can play man-to-man coverage and hold up. And now they have two in Xavier Howard and Patrick Peterson. And I also kind of like their corner that they had last year, that Cater Kahu, I believe is how you spell his name. He's a day three guy. But anyways... Ramsey to the Dolphins is the exact type of move you need to have and need to do when you're going to be playing teams like the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, you better have two two really good corners. I tell you what, if you're the Bills right now, you're literally standing there. You're captain in that ship. You're like, Spock. Yep. Spock. We might lose. Yep. So that's a, that's a Shatner for you. William Shatner, Marcus, was an actor. He played Captain Kirk ah. of, of the Enterprise. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I would say over the last two years, he reminds me a little bit of when Patrick Peterson first started to sag a little bit uh, in terms of – now, Patrick Peterson had a phenomenal year last year, kind of, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but um, I don't know that Jalen Ramsey today is Jalen Ramsey 2019. No, I, I think you're right. He's not that same all pro corner, but there were games last year where I thought he was awesome and that he won because of his physicality alone. Like the game that he had against green Bay, he was phenomenal and he was absolutely phenomenal. And I think he brings a little bit of toughness and an attitude to a defense that really kind of needs it. He can bring an attitude. I'll give you that. Sometimes that attitude isn't always what you want. Uh, I'm thinking of the Rams-Bucks game last year where he was very vocal about them not thinking they'd have to go back on the field because the offense kind of just botched it and punted. Yep. Yep. You know, the Rams really didn't need that at that point in the year. Do I think it was a humongous deal? I don't. But, you know, I, I wonder, you know – if things don't go great for the Dolphins out of the great gate, let's say they're four and five or five and four, you know, and they're just kind of hanging out and they need to make their move. Do you want a Jalen Ramsey speaking out in the press about how the offense isn't doing its job or whatever? I don't think you do, especially no. with a quarterback like Tua. No, but at the same time, I do think they need somebody that has, that's going to be vocal and is going to keep guys accountable, right? Like it's a fine line, isn't it? it? It is. But everywhere Jalen Ramsey has gone, that team has won right everywhere whether it was in college whether it was jacksonville right away or the rams like he knows what it takes and he knows the effort level that a team needs to have to win and that that's one thing i don't ever question about ramsey is he is going to play hard all you bet. the time and i don't again, disagree i think miami needs that i'm i'm playing a little bit of devil's sure. advocate here it's um, a worthwhile risk though because i i think there's a chance that maybe his game is falling off and maybe he isn't a perfect fit in that locker room but if you're the Dolphins and you have Tyreek Hill and you've got Jalen Waddle and you've got this kind of young team, it's it's worth taking that chance. It might be falling off. This is year eight. This is going mm-hmm. to be year eight. He came out in the 2016 draft. Uh, if you guys recall, there was some debate in the draft where the Cowboys 
should they maybe have taken Jalen Ramsey or tried to get Jalen Ramsey instead of going to Ezekiel Elliott? That was the Joey Bosa draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. That was what, a, what was that? Golf Wentz, yeah. uh, right? Ramsey, Bosa, Bosa, yeah. Zeke, Ramsey, Buckner, Ronnie Stanley, Laramie Tunsil. God, those are some good players. Leonard right Floyd. There. Yeah. Those are some really good players. Leonard Floyd, no longer a member of the Rams either. No. Uh, that was that came out a few days ago. A lot of little minor moves have happened, but this was the big move. Uh, what's your big move? Remember that from Crazy Stupid Love? Yes. You know, one of my I'm favorite sh- moves. Though. He's like, I'm not going to show you my big move. What's your big move? All right. Um, I don't. Should I give a spoiler alert and tell everyone no. what Ryan Gosling's big move was? Okay. No. I, what, uh, what's the What's the uh, expiration date and when you can spoil a movie? Because I saw somebody. I, I was tweeting about Rocky uh, One the other day. And somebody got mad that I spoiled it. Well, if Rocky won, is you're in danger. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Now, Crazy Stupid Love is older than you might think. It's 2011. That's a good, yeah. you know, 12 years ago now. It's crazy to think about. But, um, okay, just real quick before we get off of Ramsey, how did you like the deal for the Rams? I think what it showed is that the Rams just didn't have a big market for him, right? There's only so many teams that can take on his cap space or his cap number. And I think they would have loved to get a second round pick, but nobody was doing that. So they got a third round pick in a Mm -hmm. developmental tight end. Listen, if you're going to tear things down, it's probably not a bad place to start, but I don't like these half measures, right? If you're going to trade Ramsey, why are you holding on to Matt Stafford? Why are you? They are. You just, you've got to hold out to get what you, what you want. And there's going to be a team that needs a quarterback at some point. Why bring Aaron Donald back? Okay, now this is a little different because do you really want that where you have teams not keeping the greatest player they've had over the last 20 years? No, but at the same time, do you think Aaron Donald... So he basically told him he was coming back. He got a little bit of a contract extension. Do you think he comes back knowing that the Rams are going to tear everything down? It's a good question. I just don't love the idea of an iconic player for your team always ending their career somewhere else because you want to tear everything down. Plus, I do think you need someone to hang your hat on, both leadership-wise and on the field, and to show people how to get it done. Alan Robinson? The cap, the, the cap is large enough that you can afford an Aaron Donald on That's your fair. roster. You can. Now, if we're talking three guys – like Ramsey, Stafford, Donald. I get it. I get it. But I don't, you know, I don't think we're we're talking that. But no, I, uh, it's a fair point. Uh, now, just to be clear, they are still over the cap as of today. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've got a lot more tearing down. They still have to do. Hey, after the draft, somebody's going to want Stafford, or on draft day, somebody may want awesome. Stafford and package it as part of a deal to get some picks, uh, so on and so forth. After the maneuvering or, starts happening. Or what might be the better thing for the Rams is you wait until training camp and the preseason mm-hmm. when when mm-hmm. when Stafford shows he's healthy, he's throwing his arm is back, you know, and then when a team has an injury, which inevitably happens every year, either in preseason or early in the year, that's when you move them. Yeah, uh, that's that's an interesting thing. I mean, we've seen a lot of one year rentals, believe it or not, even at quarterback where a guy has come in and uh, kind of an older veteran. In fact, Matt Stafford's old team, the Detroit Lions, 
one year they had to bring in Dave Craig, who was already like in year 15, and he took them to the playoffs. It, it happens. Uh, granted, it doesn't happen really often. I remember Jeff George took the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs on a one-year deal. He came in when Randall yep. Cunningham kind of faltered early in the year. It does uh, happen occasionally. Um, okay, putting all that aside, putting all that aside, let's talk about a little bit of the unofficial free agent frenzy today. So we're obviously not going to be able to run through all of these moves, but uh, can I just tell you my favorite one off the top? Yeah, let's go. Let's go your favorite. Let's talk about the one you hate because I know the one you hate, and then we'll do some rapid fire. Uh, Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. I thought yeah, was one of my bro. favorite moves. Now, they paid him a lot, four years, $84 million, and that is a lot for a 30-year-old defensive tackle. But you put him on a defense with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and the linebackers they have, they are going to be awesome on defense again. And that's, listen, that's their bread and butter, right? With the quarterback situation they have right now, they've got to be absolutely awesome on defense. And that defense alone is going to get them 12 wins this season. So I love that for the 49ers. 21 on 21, this is the best team in football. Uh, I was talking to Marcus offline uh, earlier, and I was saying, you know, who, what team can line up with the 49ers? Nobody except no. for Philadelphia, but Philadelphia just lost a big piece of their defense to the 49ers. I think 21 on 21, yep. this is the best in the league. Uh, I love this move for them. I love the interior presence. Can I also say they, they made another move that I really like today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Sam Darnold to a one-year deal, and I mm-hmm. really like that because we don't know about the status of Brock Purdy. Very good chance he's not ready for the start of the year. December. That's my guess. Yeah. And then Trey Lance is coming off multiple knee injuries or multiple knee surgeries this off season. And I think Sam Darnold in that Kyle Shanahan offense, it's going to be pretty good. Let's, let's not forget that back in 2020, the 49ers actually tried to trade a first round pick for Sam Darnold and the Jets say, said no. So I, I would not be surprised if Kyle Shanahan kind of saved Sam Darnold's career. And, you know, it really benefits a quarterback when you run the ball as effectively as they do. When you have a running back that's as good as catching the ball in traffic as Christian McCaffrey is for the short passing game, when you have catch and run guys uh, that can make big plays for you like Kittle and especially Debo, if your quarterback can get the ball out on time and accurately, then even if he's suffered in other areas, and I, I think Sam Darnold can do that. You know, Sam he Darnold did at the end of the started- year. Yeah, well, he started with the Jets, and then he went to Carolina. Yes, he had McCaffrey for a bit, but if you remember, they were like 3-0 and with Darnold. They went to Houston on a Thursday night. McCaffrey pulled his hamstring, uh, and the, they were never the same, and Darnold was not the same. Uh, this is going back. That was 2021. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I like that move as well. Let's talk about the one, the quarterback move you really didn't like. Yeah, I don't love Jimmy Garoppolo to the the Raiders. And now the, the some of the numbers coming out, and it's kind of a one-year deal, but cutting Derek Carr and signing Jimmy Garoppolo to a fairly big deal feels like getting intentionally worse at the position. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, on top of some of the flaws that he has as a quarterback, can't stay healthy. Like He's missed a ton of time over the last three years, this feels very, very much like an expensive stopgap for the Raiders. This feels like, to me, like a guy wanting to work with someone he knows. And um, 
Josh McDaniels knows Garoppolo from their time in New England. Uh, now, granted, that was a long time ago. I believe that trade was 2018 that Garoppolo went to the 49ers. And, um, you know, to me, I've seen Derek Carr make a lot of plays down the field that I just haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo make. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good on his feet. His teammates seem to like him. I don't question his toughness. But if we're talking about purely from the passing game, because neither one of these guys is a dynamic runner or dynamic enough. Again, Garoppolo has been pretty good. He's had moments. I remember a game against Chicago a couple years ago on the road, scored a couple rushing touchdowns. It's not that he's not mobile, but their running, their running game or ability, either one of them, is not good enough to mitigate uh, what their pocket presence is, what their accuracy is. Yep, yep. And if you're telling me – or if you're asking me which quarterback I've seen be a better passer thus far in his career, I'm taking Derek Carr. Yep. And he can just make more plays down the field. So I agree with you. It's it's not that I absolutely hate it because they did need to get somebody. They couldn't just go into the draft having nobody. They actually lost Jared Stidham today to the Broncos. So with them drafting at pick number seven, and we kind of have a feeling that there's going to be at least three quarterbacks drafted in the top four, it's not an awful signing by the Raiders, but not my favorite. Speaking of Garoppolo and, and uh, you know, picking up Sam Darnold, the 49ers did have a loss today, a pretty solid offensive lineman in Mike McGlinchey. How do you see this affecting them? Because I think this is a, it's not a catastrophic loss, but they were able to survive losing Tomlinson, Lake and Tomlinson last year. Mm-hmm. This is two years in a row now. They've lost a starter on the line. How do you, how do you feel about this? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't like really any of their starting offensive linemen right now outside of Trent Williams. And let's not forget Trent Williams is 35 years old, I believe now, right? You're really relying on him a lot. Uh, I, I think McGlinchey got overpaid by the Broncos, but it's one of those things we, where we think not officially, not officially. I think he's going <laughs> to be overpaid. How's that? Um, but it's hard to find good right tackles in the league and especially in that division where you're going to be playing Max Crosby, who lines up on that right side, you know, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack flip sides, like you need to have good tackles. So I think it does make sense for Denver. So, you know, I I think the discrepancy or the drop off between left tackle and right tackle is not there anymore like the way it used to be. There's, yeah. It's not a gulf. Now, there's still a, a little bit of a – an upswing when you go with the premier left tackle versus right tackle. But, but the way offenses are run now, the fact that you have less teams running a classic, let's go play action and drop back pocket football left tackle is not quite as as important as it used to be, because here's the deal. Most quarterbacks are right-handed. They're playing pure pocket football. That left tackle was protecting your blind side. It was, it was one of the positions on the team. I don't think you had to have Jonathan Ogden to win anymore. No. Um, that said, a little bit unusual in the right tackle market because the Chiefs lose their right tackle. He goes and signs for, what, $16 million with the Commanders. Yep. But then they go and overpay for a Jacksonville right tackle that I'm not as sure is, I'm not sure is as good as the right tackle they just lost. Well, I, and let's, let's not forget that Orlando Brown, who's been playing left tackle, they basically the Chiefs decided we're not going to sign him. Uh, Jawan Taylor is a, what do you want to call him? A slightly above average right tackle. He's a viable NFL starter. 
And now the the rumor is that the Chiefs are going to play him at left tackle despite never, ever playing left tackle at any level in college. A college, NFL, high school, never has done it. I mean, it's bizarre, but it's the Chiefs and it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. If it was any other team, we'd be absolutely killing them right now. Did you like this for the Commanders? No. <laughs> no. I, I, I was hoping to see Washington get a younger, more proven right tackle. I, that's a lot of money for Andrew Wiley. So what, $16 million, reportedly? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a couple thoughts on this that I have. One, either one of three things here. Either the Chiefs always had in mind to, uh, to sign Taylor and try to play him at left tackle. Yep. Or the Chiefs always had in mind to sign Taylor and play right tackle. Or they weren't expecting their right tackle to leave. And they had to all of a sudden scramble. And then sometimes when you're in scramble mode, of course, in the uh, non-official tampering period, uh, you end up overpaying for a guy that you weren't necessarily gung-ho on getting. Now, yep. It's it's hard to say that. You know, one thing that that you might say, well, okay, why lose Wiley? Why let him roll if you've had a great offensive line the last couple of years and you've won two Super Bowls with this guy lining up at right tackle and been to five championship games? Why do you let him roll? Why don't you pay him instead of signing Taylor? Bear in mind, re- irrespective of what PFF says about these linemen, no offense, Marcus. Yeah, no, none all the all the teams grade their own offensive linemen, okay? And um, one of my favorite stories I was telling Marcus earlier is that the most famous offensive line arguably ever is the Cowboys' Great Wall of Dallas. The first year they won the Super Bowl, they had four huge names on their offensive line. And the guy that graded out the highest with the team was right guard John Giesick. And yep. he's like the one name nobody knows. Everyone knows Nate Newton, Mark A, Mark Stepnowski, and Eric Williams. So um, – it's possible that Wiley graded out the lowest. The Chiefs knew that. They wanted to upgrade here. But, you know, I'm also wondering from Wiley's point of view, like, okay, what's the difference between 12 and 16 million? I mean, I, I get it. It's $4 million. But if you have an opportunity, you've already won two Super Bowls. You have an opportunity to win four or five. You might have more rings than any right tackle in the history yep. of football. Yep. When you're 75 years old, would you rather have four or five rings or would you have rather made four million extra dollars a year for a mediocre team for a couple of years? I, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like for offensive linemen like Wiley, like you have two Super Bowls and is your career going to really be judged differently if you have two Super Bowls compared to three Super Bowls? You know, maybe, maybe not. But if you have four or five rings, I would think that's a really amazing thing. I think I would rather have that than the extra couple of million dollars, but maybe the, maybe the chiefs really weren't that interested in signing him, uh, you know, for anywhere near uh, what he's making. Yeah. Um, I mean, theoretically, I, I, wait, theoretically signing theoretically. an official period. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we've got a bunch of signings that happened and we're going to, we're going to get to some of them, but there were some other things that happened today that I just want to get your, you know, 15 second thoughts on. Sure. The Ravens released defensive tackle Calais Campbell to save $7 million. He may be done. I believe Campbell came out, Marcus, in 08. You have to check me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, 
Clayus Campbell played a big part of his career in a 3-4 in Arizona. That's back when they had Darnell Dockett, really mm-hmm. good player for a while, I might add. Um, I would love to see Campbell, again, bringing up the 49ers, sign with someone like the 49ers for a one-year deal on the cheap where they say, hey, we need you to play 25 plays a game, and we'd like for you to play on field goals and extra points because Perfect. you can block a kick for us. Maybe Cincinnati to compliment Hendrickson on the other end. You've already got two pretty good defensive ends, but I, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I'd like to see him be able to play in a 4-3-ish defense. I know they're not in the base all the time, clearly, sure. where he can get a Super Bowl ring and and not have to be the dude. I'd like to see him go to Miami, right? That's where he went to school. Okay. Play, you know, some defensive tackle, some defensive end, maybe defensive mm-hmm. end on base downs. Play 27 snaps a game. And, and field goals. Got it. You got to have go. that long Paul, man, for that. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kelsey decides to come back for one more year. I love it. You know, I think he's becoming one of my favorite players in the league. If if you didn't see the video of him and his mom after the yeah. Super Bowl, call me a softie. I don't care, man. That was awesome. And when he goes, hey, go celebrate with Trav. Just uh, he's such a cool dude. Yeah. And I think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I do. I think one or two more really solid years from him. Just out of curiosity, since we were talking about PFF, where did Kelsey rank on PFF this year? He would be the number one guess before you look the number one center. I believe you want me to double check. Yeah. Number one. Hold on. I'll I'll pull it up real quick. I've got it right here. Pretty good for a guy that's gosh. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. He finishes number two. Down here for him. Who finished one? Uh, Creed Humphrey. I'm going to read you yeah. his rankings at center. Uh, okay. According to PFF. So 2022, second. 2021, third. Down year in 2020, 10th. 2019, first. 2018, first. 2017, first. 2016, fourth. 2015, 11th. 2014, third. 23rd, or sorry, 2014, third. And 2013, third. I still don't, you know, having been in that room, I don't know how much guys look at PFF rankings and that's fine. It's, they're not the, you know, the, the be all end all. However, they're a nice guide to go with other things. Like you put it all together as a package. I'm just saying if Kelsey plays one or two more years at a high level, let's say he's a fifth ranked center in football next year and the Eagles go deep in the playoffs again. I mean, if he doesn't have enough now, that should be enough. Uh, What draft did he come out in 2011? Uh, 2011 draft. 2011 as a 277-pound center, and Mm. now is a five-time All-Pro selection. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, next one. Austin Eckler requests a trade from the Los Angeles Chargers. It's one thing to request a trade when you request a trade, Marcus. Yeah, when you say requests, it's hard. Yes, uh, you know why it's requests. It's current. It's not requested. You know why it's Request. Why is that? Because it's not official. Uh, so here's my thought on Eckler. Austin Eckler catches a ton of balls. What did you tell me? We were on the phone earlier. I think you said he caught 107 this yeah, past I'll, year. I'm going to pull okay. it up right here. That's a ton of balls. Even in a 17 yeah. game season, 100, that's a ton of 107 balls. 107 catches this year and 127 targets. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Okay. But he doesn't get as many rushing attempts as you guys might think. You know, he's kind of thought of as a real star in fantasy because mm-hmm. pretty, I would say 80% of leagues, I'm this is, I'm spitballing, play PPR, and you're getting a ton of points. That means you're getting like one point for every catch. That's 107 
points. Another running back that gets a lot of carries might catch 35 balls, and Eckler's already beating that guy by 72 points. But the reality is he isn't really treated like a star running back. He's not paid a lot of money, and he's not a guy that, you know, even gets 16 to 20 carries a game. And so I'm sure he'd like to make more money. And I'm sure that Eckler would like to get more workload, you know, and just be a guy that can put up some stats. Because to be honest with you, his prime is slowly shrinking uh, right now. So I I'm, I was a little surprised by this, but I could see him wanting to go somewhere, make more money and kind of be the man. And you're muted. Doesn't it <laughs> feel like the Chargers are going to um, just give him a little bit more guaranteed money this year and keep him happy for at least one more year? Probably, but I liked your point that you were making better when you were muted. Yeah, it was the same one, just a little bit louder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I'm, I was surprised by this. I hope he stays with the Chargers. I think he's a good little back. Um, mm-hmm. He's more than a good little back. He's he's a really good back. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's do some rapid-fire ones. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Uh, Dolphins signed linebacker David Long for the Titans. Two years, $11 million. Love it. Five and a half million a year for a guy that makes plays all over playing in the Fangio defense. Um, I don't know that Fangio had a player like this on the Broncos no. uh, when he was there his last year. I, I, I like this a lot. He, when he's healthy, that's been the knock on him, his health a little bit. He can fly to the football. Love it. Uh, Buccaneers, they re-signed cornerback Jamel Dean, widely thought of as the top cornerback on the market. Only $13 million per year, a little cheaper than I thought. Cheap for a, you know, well above average corner. Interesting thing about Dean, a couple of years ago, people were really down on him. They're like, ah, this guy is not any good. He's the weak link. And I tell you what, talk about perseverance. That's what I always tell you, man. These guys are not numbers on uh, a page. They're not just depth charts. Uh, This is a player that wanted to get get better and has gotten better. Good for him. Uh, Next one, Jesse Bates. Leaves the Bengals to sign with the Falcons. Four years, $64 million. Now is the fourth highest paid safety in the NFL. That's a money move for him. Hey, go out and make your money. Uh, unofficially. For the Bengals, I don't love it. You know, he's, I, I don't know that he's a great player, but most people consider him a very good player. I'm pretty yep. sure PFF had him ranked pretty high. Yep. Uh, oh, you're muted. See, you muted yourself. See, it happens to all of us. It, ha- it happens yeah. to all of us. So... Uh, make sure you check your microphone because sometimes when you when you do this, you lose your your yeah. microphone. But all right, I'll give you another one. We're gonna we're gonna do we gotta get to a lot of these. Uh, Bears signed Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker from the Bills, four years, seventy two million with fifty million guaranteed. Oh boy, I really like this player. I mean, like the number he wears, bro. <laughs> He's just fun to watch. He's just that he big, long dude that gets depth. His helmet looks too small for his head. Yep. He's got that number 40. You know what? I 24 like years this. old. You know why I don't like this? Why is that? I was hoping you could guess. Uh, I just don't like him leaving Buffalo. I mean, yeah. I really liked him with yeah. the Bills, but do I think it's a good move by the Bears? when you're getting a 24 year old backer like that, that's we're not talking about signing somebody that's 28 here. Uh, it's, it's a nice move, man. It's a lot of money. It's a lot, it of, a money. lot of money, especially for a position like linebacker, but the bears are in this unique situation where they have all this cap space and they've got to spend all this money. If you're going to overpay, 
and spend on a linebacker. Get one that hasn't even reached his physical peak yet in Tremaine Edmonds. So and I've he got can get range. Feelings. He yeah. can get oh, range yeah. in the in the passing game. I think that's what you need. I get what you're saying though. Off the ball linebacker is like the defensive version of running backs. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to pay. There aren't a lot of off the ball backers that you're really going to pay for. Um, but again, you're getting a 24 year old and you have all that cap space, not against it. All right. These moves are kind of tied together. So let's do this one first. The Lions signed cornerback Cameron Sutton, three years, 33 million. I love it for them. Uh, they, this is a major, major area of need for Detroit early in the year. They were getting lit up. You remember the Seattle mm-hmm. game? It was like 47, 41, Philadelphia beat them 38, 35. There was another big one in there somewhere that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Um, there were also some fourth quarter leads that they lost Buffalo, Minnesota. Um, when you have, you can never have enough good defensive backs. So uh, I like it. I like it all day. And the thing I like about Sutton is he'll tackle and he'll play in the slot and he'll play in the outside. And when you have a corner that can do that, it really makes uh, your defense that much more versatile. Um, really love this one. Now the Steelers to kind of patch that need at corner signed Patrick Peterson. Two years, $14 million. Patrick Peterson, 33 years old. I like that move too, but boy, uh, Pittsburgh might be getting long in the tooth in a couple spots yeah. on defense. You know, I'll say this. I'm a little surprised. I feel like it's not unusual to see a superstar corner move if it's like a trade to slough off salary, which is what we talked about with Jalen Ramsey, okay? It's not unusual to see an uh, an average to below average corner change teams. But a guy like these kind of mid-tier viable, really viable starters, usually teams want to re-sign these guys. You don't see a whole bunch of pure corners change teams at this level. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I think Minnesota is trying to get younger, and that's why they released Eric Kendricks, and there's some rumors that they might be releasing Harrison Smith and Zadarius Smith. So signing a 33-year-old corner who really is more – want to just call him a zone corner now because that's kind of yeah, what Patrick I, Peterson is. I get it. I was thinking more Sutton, honestly, uh, yeah. w- with that, that that's the kind of guy that I don't think you see change. He's still a pretty young player. I yeah. don't know his exact age. He's 27, uh, 28. 20, yep. Yeah, you know, I that's really more what I'm thinking. Uh, you don't see that too much in the offseason unofficially. Unofficially. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you another one. We have yet to see a single wide receiver signed this offseason. Well, the wide receiver market really uh, mushroomed last year. Uh, I think it started with the reports that Christian Kirk was going to get around $20 million. People were surprised Zay Jones got $10 million. Mm -hmm. Same team, by the way. Um, I don't think the Cowboys expected. Well, I can't say that, that they didn't expect it. But Amari Cooper got $20 bucks. And the wide receiver market just kind of got a little bit out of control. Do you think that has something to do with it with teams just saying, you know what? We don't want to get out there and spend that kind of money. We'll either trade for somebody or just draft somebody. That and this wide receiver class is crap, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's your top guys are Al Nazard, Paris Campbell, McCall Hardman, not really jumping up and down to give those none of these guys had great years no Uh, or you could sign odell beckham who has not played football in over a year which is a risk and odell beckham came out in the 2013 2014 2014 draft 2014 you're better at that than i am sorry uh but other than that i mean we had some other news there's jermaine pratt came back to the Bengals. 
Bobby Okariki signed with the Giants. Um, still waiting on kind of the running back market to start. No outside running backs have been signed so far. Miles Sanders still on the market. David Montgomery. Uh, it's been an interesting first day of legal tampering. Yeah. You know, I imagine there's going to be more that happens tomorrow. This is kind of the initial surge. Um, it's it's kind of a brief, wild time in the NFL. Uh, again, we are recording this, so I'm not confused. Monday night, not Tuesday night. Um, I feel like it's like our Monday old Monday night podcast. Yeah. It seems like forever ago that we did a post-Monday night podcast. Um, so obviously a lot of things will change since we recorded this. Um I wanted to just kind of get into one topic with you. So one of our last podcasts, I've kind of tried to just explain uh, how contracts work, just the basic gist of it. I wanted you to kind of explain for this week a little bit how the compensation works. So, uh, you know, we have I have a star team. I mean, I have a football team. I lose my star corner um, to, you know, uh, whoever, pick a, pick a team. I lose my star corner to uh, Green Bay. What do I get from Green Bay? How does that work? So the NFL has come up with something called the compensatory formula, where basically what it does is it rewards teams that draft well, develop players, and they leave in free agency. For example, um, let, let's just take a guy this year, Bobby Okariki, who the Colts drafted, I think in the third round, a linebacker, played four years, broke out, but the Colts don't have the cap space to pay him. The Giants do. He moves on. The NFL determines, based on how much the salaries get paid out, what type of compensation you should get back from the league. And I think in the case of like Bobby Okariki, the Colts would get a fifth-round compensatory pick, which would be at the very bottom of the fifth round. And the highest pick you can get is a third-rounder. The lowest that you can get is a seventh-rounder. And it all depends on how much money is being spent. However. If you end up signing signing another player, let's say the Colts go out and sign Leighton Van Resch to a four-year, $40 million deal, it ends up canceling each other out. So you don't get that pick. So that's why you'll see a lot of these teams, you know, sign, you know, not sign players for a while because they want to pick up that compensatory pick uh, after losing a guy that, in free agency. Right. I hope and you I can did also, you, no, you did. And you can also get compensatory picks for losing coaches. And if your coach is a minority, uh, it's actually what an extra third round pick, right? If two third round to picks. a front, of, yeah. two third round picks, one for losing it, and then one for it being a minority hire, I believe is how it works. Yep. So the the Forty ers are getting two third round picks from from uh, D'Amico Ryan's, for mm-hmm. example, going to the Houston Texans. So this is how teams can get a lot of compensatory picks. Uh, especially if, as Marcus mentioned, if they're not really active in the free agent market, they're going to get a lot in return, uh, whether it's seventh round, fifth round, whatever. Um, I think it's actually a good system. I think it makes I sense. I like the idea that that you know teams should not be punished for developing good players, and then they keep developing so many good players that they can't keep them because of these kind of artificial reins that are put on their operation. Um, I like it. Uh, one more breaking news signing. This, this happened within the last minute. I want your thought. Okay. Eric Kendricks, the linebacker who spent all of his mm-hmm. career with the Minnesota Vikings. Veteran. Veteran. Goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, I love that. 
I love that. That's what we wanted last year. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I wanted Bobby Wagner to go to the Chargers last year. And when we talked about Bobby Wagner not being with the Rams this year, I was like, why don't you just stay in L.A.? Uh, what's the deal there? Do we know what it unaffected? No, we, we don't know. Is? It literally just happened. He he tweeted that he's signing with the uh, the Chargers. Now, I, I worry about him in coverage a little bit because I mm-hmm. think he's starting to get older. He's 31. But he can still really play the run, and that's kind of been the Chargers' biggest issue is stopping the run. So I do think it makes sense. Hey, how about leadership? Joey Bosa is your veteran back there, and he's on the field and off the field. Khalil Mack just got to the team last year. I don't know that Khalil Mack's the leader type. Derwin James, I I think very well Kendricks could walk right in there, have the green sticker on the helmet, and be the the check-with-me guy, the guy that gets him lined up right. Did he come out in 2013? Oh, man. Now you're you're really testing me. I believe – 2015, 2015. So that would have been, let's see, Minnesota got Cordero Patterson and Bridgewater in, no, Cordero in 13, Bridgewater in 14, Kendricks in 15. Okay. Man, Minnesota drafted some good players because they drafted Harrison Smith, I think in 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And they drafted Anthony Barr, I think in 2014. 14. Yeah. And let's not forget Stefan Diggs either. I think Diggs came out in 15. 2015, same class as Kendricks, yep. I mean, those are some really good draft picks right there. Uh, didn't even mention Daniel Hunter. Um, my gosh, Minnesota drafted well. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, those are my thoughts. I, I love the Eric Kendricks signing. Um, I, I like the the compensation that teams get for developing their own mm-hmm. players. And I don't love this unofficial. I think it's kind of dumb. But whatever, it is what it is. We'll talk about it more this week. But those are my thoughts. As always, I give you the final word. In honor of legal tampering, what's your favorite oxymoron? <laughs> is it jumbo shrimp, freezer burn, living dead? I always kind of like the George Carlin. Uh, why do we park on the driveway and drive on the parkway? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, you know, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> pretty ugly yeah i got a bunch of these by the way old news oh my gosh awfully How good we're gonna... yeah <laughs> any others uh i you i gotta think of some um deafening silence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I all i think got. of any i can't uh, think of a small any. crowd okay <laughs> God, I didn't realize you were so into this. Almost hey, exactly. I, I'm done. Okay, so guys, if you want more takes like that, just <laughs> head on over to Locked On Cowboys. It's the not only the top Cowboys podcast, it is the top oxymoron podcast <laughs> on the internet. Uh, he does it with Landon McCool. I don't know if Landon is big as expert on that, uh, but give Landon a follow. Also, Marcus writes for PFF, covers the Raiders for USA Today, where he is all kittens and rainbows about what they did uh, today, unofficially. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I am at Harrison uh, on Twitter. You got any other Snyder remarks? You're at Harrison you know? NFL, just to be clear. At what Harrison did I say? NFL. Just at Harrison. Oh, well, I was too busy thinking about I, I'm oxymoron. Gonna see, I'm going to see who at Harrison is on Twitter. Maybe it's Harrison Ford. No, it's just that somebody with 400 followers. There used to be a guy in like Finland with my name who kept getting football tweets and he finally tweeted out to people like, I am not that Elliot Harrison. He was, he was either in Finland or Scotland and he was still sick of it. So 
Uh, yeah. That's it. There we go. All right. So we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. We really appreciate y'all. Of course, you already know that. And uh, hey, we'll see what happens tomorrow unofficially. And we'll talk about it. Take care, everybody.